Hello, MindBody Masters. We are back. We are back with episode 10 after a brief hiatus. Um, I've been away, if you haven't noticed. I haven't uh, recorded an episode in a little while. Um, been busy creating the very first MindBody Masters uh, program, which was a, a massive success, helping people to implement this work, helping people to heal and uh, grow by letting go of some of their old emotional baggage and start to really understand how their mind-body connection works. So, But yeah, we're back. And today I wanted to talk about a topic that became really prevalent uh, in this in this group, it was something that a lot of people uh, struggled with. It was a, a big, big piece that once people started to underst- understand and started to implement, they were able to really start to experience some healing, not only at the emotional level or the spiritual level, but also at the physical level as well. They, once they started to master this, this missing link, they started to heal physically, which was so, so cool. So today's episode is titled, Why We Need to Learn How to Feel in Order to Heal. Now, if you're someone who has difficulty uh, feeling your emotions, if you are someone who numbs out a lot when things get stressful, this episode is going to be really enlightening for you and help you to see some of the patterns which are likely holding you back, likely keeping you stuck, and likely keeping you stuck with some kind of symptom um, in your life. So be sure to stay tuned to this episode because it is going to be a doozy. Hi, I'm Jake Curry. As a former chiropractor, I realized that people's physical symptoms started in their mind and not in their body, which is why I now teach people how to heal themselves from the inside out. Now, you don't need to be a monk or a mystic to heal yourself. You just need to learn how to master your mind-body connection. And this podcast is going to show you how. You're going to learn how to understand the hidden meaning of your symptoms, resolve the old emotional baggage that's kept you stuck, and gain practical tools to reduce the stress in your life. This is going to give you the ability to heal not only physically, but also spiritually. And this comes with a dangerous level of freedom. So let's help you become a mind-body master. Okay, yeah, so welcome back. Um, It's great to have you here. Thanks for tuning in uh, to this episode of the podcast. And like I said at the intro, we're going to talk all about why it's so important in order to feel and in order to heal. So um, I'm going to take a little bit of a different direction with the podcast uh, from here on in. One of the things that I've noticed is initially I was talking a lot about uh, Germany medicine specifically. And with that that is fantastic and it's really important. But what the, one of the things that I've noticed is that when people are armed with this information, there's still a lot of uh, things that they need to work out and figure out how to move through various symptoms and things. So Germany Medicine, like I've said in the previous episodes, is all about understanding the language of your body. It's all about understanding how specific stressful events in your life, uh, how prolonged stress, how emotionally distressing and traumatic events in your life have caused your body to physically change and adapt. So whether you've got chronic pain, you've got fatigue, you've got adrenal issues, you've got skin issues, whatever it might be, it's about looking at what's going on at the emotional level. What was something emotionally distressing and unexpected that was that started that process off for you? So, so often... The people that I work with, and for largely the people that joined the the Mind Body Masters program, these people had tried all kinds of traditional therapies to address those uh, symptoms that they were experiencing. Like they've they've tried all of the, the traditional physical therapies. They've had every supplement under the sun. They've done all kinds of tried all the gadgets and things and exercise and blah 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 blah. Right. 
And the thing that a lot of these people miss is ignoring the, the stress, ignoring the emotionally distressing events that they've been through in their life and starting to look at how these events have been contributing or causing their symptoms. So that was what the, the program was about. And that's why the, the podcast was going initially. We were looking at a lot of these specific links, a lot, looking at what causes pain and what causes this and what causes skin conditions. And yes, I'm going to continue to uh, bring the goods in that regard. But I'm also going to be talking more about what it takes to actually move through this stuff, what it takes to grow, what it takes to evolve um, personally so that you can heal emotionally, heal spiritually, and, and as a result, start to heal physically. So we're going to be focusing on that today. So like I said at the start, one of the most common things that I heard in this group and I actually put it to my free Facebook group uh, earlier this week. I've gone, guys, what do you want to learn more about? And the resounding response was people going, how do I learn how to feel and process my emotions? And what it made me realize is that so many people are afraid to feel. There's so many people that when feelings arise in their in their body, they they avoid them, they distract themselves, they... Um, suppress those feelings and as a result those feelings don't go away all right they, they don't just magically disappear because you spend an hour scrolling through Facebook or they don't just magically disappear because you suppress them with all your might right they're still there and the thing is one of the ways in which you can finally allow these things to let go and to be released is actually through feeling which is what we're going to be talking about uh, today. So if this is something that sounds like you, well, this is going to be really important for you. And I'm going to talk about where this pattern stems from, what creates it, how it is a bit of a survival mechanism, and then what you can start to do in order to learn how to feel again. So I guess the, the presentation, and I touched on this just previously, but I think how this typically presents in a lot of people is like we've all been through stressful stuff in our life, right? Every single person on the face of the earth has been through something that was unexpected, stressful, and distressing, right? It's it's a part of human nature. But the thing is, when we go through something emotionally distressing, our brain remembers everything. Our, un our unconscious mind takes a snapshot of everything that we see, hear, smell, taste, touch, and sense. So I often use the example of imagine going for a walk and you're walking through your favorite park near your home and all of a sudden a snake comes out and bites you on the ankle. And obviously that's a pretty unexpected and it's pretty distressing kind of event, right? And luckily you get to the hospital and you get some anti-venom and all this kind of stuff and you're okay. But the thing is, how would you feel the next time that you went for a walk down that same path? Chances are you would feel all kinds of fear. You'd feel stress. You might feel anxious for some kind of reason. And this is something that is really important. It's part of our survival mechanism. So the thing is, those feelings are trying to uh, alert you to some kind of danger in this instance not always danger but in this instance danger and the thing is often what happens with people is they go i don't like feeling this fear i don't like feeling this anxiety i don't like feeling this sadness i don't like feeling this anger so i need to just completely numb out to it i need to suppress these feelings i need to distract myself from them and 
that is becomes their their strategy. But the thing is, this is a broken strategy because what happens is when you continuously experience those feelings and you don't actually deal with them, it can contribute to your body's symptoms. It can contribute to physical pain. It can contribute to fatigue is a massive one. Adrenal issues are another one. Skin issues, like the list goes on in terms of what this stuff can contribute to. And the thing is, once you're able to feel it, you're able to start to let it go. But the thing is, you can't let something go without first feeling it. So this is what I see in a lot of personal development world and in self-help world is people often will experience something that was emotionally distressing um, and unexpected in their life that they still carry around with and they still feel the the resentment, the criticism, whatever it might be, they still feel it. But then they try and change that by thinking about it, by trying to see things, trying to understand uh, things, trying to understand the perspective of other people, trying to understand why these things happened and and all the rest of it. And I'm not saying that that's pointless or, or useless by no means at all. Like I, <laughs> I teach part of that in, in the MBM program. But the thing is, unless you're doing that work, and you're also allowing yourself to feel stuff as it comes up, well, then you're missing the mark. The All of the, the cognitive therapy, the understanding, the journaling, all of this stuff is going to help. But until you can actually process the emotion, nothing's going to change. So this is what we're going to talk about today. And at the end of this, I'm going to give you a couple of journal prompts. And I'm going to give you an exercise that I've used many, many times myself. And I continually use this. This, this is a continual process that's going to help you to... Uh, let go and to grow and but first I'm going to talk about how we actually how this is actually set up how distracting ourselves from our feelings and suppressing our feelings actually start so for pretty much everyone this pattern of not allowing ourselves to feel emotions not feeling safe to feel our emotions actually stems from childhood and oftentimes it comes from um, when we were experiencing some kind of emotion, whether it be like sadness is a really great example, is let's say you're experiencing a, a whole burst of sadness because you left your teddy bear, your favorite teddy bear in a taxi and it was gone forever. In that moment, you're experiencing some real emotion. You're experiencing some real feelings. And oftentimes, our parents try and do a really good job of helping us to not feel because your, your parents would see you in that state of being sad and they go, oh, I don't want you to feel sad. And so they try and cheer you up. They go, shh, 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 it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. You don't need to cry, don't need to cry, don't worry, we're going to get you another bear or whatever it might be. And what often happens is because most people's parents, and this is, by the way, nothing against your parents. Your parents did everything that they possibly could and to the best of their abilities. And the thing is, it's just that sometimes when parents aren't able to allow kids to experience their emotions, typically because when their kids are experiencing some kind of emotion, it makes them feel really uncomfortable. And what that happens is they try and then stifle the emotion to make themselves feel better. And like I said, this is nothing against your parents. But if that was the case for you as a kid, if whenever you got sad, your your parents would would try and shush you like those those famous noises it's okay it's okay if you had that kind of experience or perhaps you whenever you experience some kind of frustration or anger you got really you got in a lot of trouble from your parents you you might have got um, yelled at you might have got scorned you might have got some kind of uh, punishment for getting into anger or getting into frustration 
And all the other the other side of the coin is when you experienced um, things like happiness, for example, is perhaps that wasn't okay in your family, and all of a sudden you learnt that certain emotions aren't okay to feel, right? So often, more often than not, the emotions that feel the most uncomfortable to you to experience to sit with are the emotions that weren't okay for you to experience, the ones that you might have gotten in trouble for or the ones that your parents tried to stifle to make themselves feel better. These are most often the emotions that are really hard for us to sit with and these are the ones that we're going to often distract ourselves and suppress the most, right? So one of the journal prompts that I'm going to give you is what emotions don't feel safe for me to experience. So I want you just to jot that down somewhere. If you're driving or walking, just come back to this, come back to this thing. But I want you just to explore that um, that question is what emotions don't feel safe for me to experience? And by doing this, you're going to start to look at what emotions don't feel safe, right? Because this is the first step in learning how to feel is you can't just go from completely numbing out to every single emotion to then going, oh, I'm just going to feel everything because what's going to happen is you're going to experience a hell of a lot of resistance from your brain because the thing is your brain goes, last time we felt frustrated, we got in trouble or last time we felt sad, it made my parents sad and so I don't want to do that. So when the thing that a lot of people come up with is I say, all right, guys, you just need to feel your emotions. You need to let your emotions come up. You need to experience them in the present moment let the energy come up and dissolve and then you can finally move on. People hear that and they go, yeah, that sounds really simple, but I just can't do it. And the reason they struggle with this so much, and if you're someone who struggles with experiencing and feeling and sitting with your emotions, it's likely because your brain is experiencing a hell of a lot of resistance around these particular emotions. Another really great way to uh, to look at which emotions don't feel safe for you to experience or or which emotions you are more likely going to suppress and distract yourself from are uh, emotions that you see arise in other people and then you find yourself feeling really uncomfortable. So let's say you're a parent and your your child is having a really big bout of sadness and grief and and just crying over like something like a teddy bear for example if that makes you feel really uncomfortable and their sadness for example chances are that sadness is going to be something that is really uncomfortable for you to experience it doesn't feel safe for you to experience so this is start looking at at, at particular feelings and going which ones are okay which ones aren't okay because what, what One of the biggest things is we've often labeled certain emotions as good and okay, and these are okay to feel and these are okay to experience. But then the other side of the coin is we've also got emotions that don't feel safe, that we've labeled negative. It's like that is a bad emotion. We don't want to experience that. But what I'm here to tell you is that no emotion is good or bad. They just are. It's like the rain. I always use this analogy all the time because it's so damn good is – the rain is just a thing, but it's your perception of the rain that determines whether it is good or bad. So, for example, if it's your wedding day and you've got an outdoor wedding and all of a sudden it starts absolutely pouring down with rain, how are you going to feel about that rain? Well, chances are you might be pissed off, you might be upset, you might be sad that your day's been ruined, right? So that's one way that the rain has made you feel. The other side of the coin is you might be a farmer and your crop is in drought and all of a sudden the heavens open and it starts absolutely pouring down. 
well, how are you going to feel about the rain then is, well, chances are you're going to be absolutely stoked. You're going to be you're going to be absolutely over the moon at the fact that it's raining. And the thing is, you could be sitting at home on your couch watching Netflix on a Saturday evening and all of a sudden it starts raining. You might not care about the rain, right? So what I'm here to tell you is that emotions are like the rain. They don't have any kind of meaning except for the meaning which you give it. They don't have, they're not good or bad, they just are. Emotions are actually part of our experience, our human experience. But the thing is, the moment that we start labeling some of them good and some of them bad, we're going to have resistance toward experiencing the bad ones. And so this is something that I'd noticed in so many of the people. And this is a pattern that was massive for me as well. So this is something that I had to work through in order to start really uh, healing, not only emotionally, but also physically as well. This was a really big piece of the puzzle. So how, how do people typically experience this right so let's say you start something happens in your life and it brings up a whole heap of sadness for you is if that emotion comes up and you start to feel that emotion and it feels what often happens is it feels really uncomfortable it feels this like you might feel a tension in your throat or a tension in your chest or in your stomach or somewhere like this and you start to feel you're like you're squirming it doesn't feel very comfortable and so what typically happens is people will distract themselves from feeling that. Um, there's plenty of ways that, that you can distract yourself from feeling emotions. My go-to for distracting from emotions is social media. I know that if I'm aimlessly scrolling social media, I know that that's a signal that I'm distracting myself from what's really going on. And I use that as a time to go, all right, go and sit down, go and sit with whatever's coming up, which I'll get to in a minute, and allow it to be there. Right, so that's one way is, is how do you distract yourself? Maybe you go and exercise. Maybe you go and um, engage yourself in work and get really busy. I don't know. Whatever it is for you is going to be really important, okay? So the next question that I have for you is how specifically do you distract or suppress emotions when they come up for you? So say you start to feel sad or angry or whatever. How do you suppress them? Because in order to learn how we... Um, how we don't feel it's important to learn our strategies for not feeling so it's like i if you're able to recognize that when you're scrolling aimlessly through social media like me that's a signal that i'm distracting myself from really experiencing and feeling something and that's my signal to come back to myself to come back to the feeling so i'm going to be talking a little bit more about how we can start to to do this in just a moment but before i do that i want to actually look around at Look at the, the concept of numbing out. So numbing out is a really common thing is a lot of people go, oh, I just can't feel anything. And now this is actually a survival mechanism. So if you as a most likely as a child experienced a whole heap of stress, a whole heap of um, really like traumatic events in your life, by numbing out, it means that you don't have to feel anything. But the thing is, it keeps all that those that trauma stuck in your body. And it's all about teaching your nervous system how to feel safe again, how to feel okay. And this is how you can start to break the cycle of numbing out, okay? So this is this is such important work. If you are someone who is numbing out, well then chances are that you, you're doing that whenever, whenever something stressful goes on in your life, you'll just shut down. Is work might be going really challenging or whatever and you might just completely shut down. You might withdraw into your shell um, completely completely detached from the world and this strategy 
keeps you safe. It kept you safe as a child, more than likely. But the thing is, as an as an adult, this strategy of numbing out often has more uh, consequences than it does benefits. So often when you numb out, you might distance yourself from your relationship. You might create relationship stress. Um, you The other thing is, and most importantly, is when you numb out, you deny your experience, which continues the cycle of emotions coming up. So what do I mean by that is, if you if you don't if you suppress and distract your emotions, like I said, they don't go anywhere. They don't disappear. They stay within your body. So let's say you've got the let's say you've got uh, anger that you've suppressed. And by the way, anger underneath anger is usually some kind of sadness or hurt. But I'll get to that in another episode. But the thing is, let's say you've got all this anger built up inside of you. Have you ever noticed that angry people or people that have a lot of suppressed anger? typically attract into their life situations and people that make them really angry, (laughs) right? So you might know someone who is always getting really, who has a lot of anger pent up in their their body and in their psyche and getting in the car with them and going for a drive through town can be really stressful because all of a sudden people are cutting them off and they're People are flipping them the bird and all this kind of stuff. They they attract these situations into their life that makes them feel angry. So like attracts like. If you have if you have a whole heap of suppressed anger in your in your psyche, what that's going to usually create is it's going to cause situations and people to um, create similar similar feelings in your life. It's going to help to create more anger. Or if you're a sad person, you're going to attract a lot of sadness into your life. So this is the thing is. The lessons will continue to be uh, dished out to you by the world, by the universe, until you actually learn them. And how you start learning these lessons is by starting to learn how to process your emotions. And the thing is, once you process your emotions, you can start to really experience some, some massive freedom. So one of the other things as well that I always like to talk about, and I heard this, I heard this many years ago, is that when we experience some kind of emotionally distressing event, some kind of emotional uh, trauma, that goes into our nervous system at a particular frequency, a particular vibration. I'm starting to get a bit woo-woo here, guys. Prepare for a bit more woo. I hope, <laughs> I hope that's okay with you guys. But the thing is, when you experience a trauma, it goes into your body at a particular frequency, right? So you feel it. It feels stressful. It feels uncomfortable. You, you feel your nervous system really kick into gear. And the thing is, in order to let that go, you have to let it go at the same frequency and vibration which it came into your body. So what that means is allowing yourself to feel the thing that you've been avoiding all of these all of these years. Allow yourself to feel the sadness. Allow yourself to feel the hurt. Because once you allow yourself to feel it at the same frequency or vibration that it went into your body, it can leave your body. And once it leaves your body, not only do you start to feel relief at the level of your psyche, you start to resolve some of this emotional stuff and you start to feel a lot lighter, a lot more peaceful, a lot more free. You stop self-sabotaging, but your body will physically respond. Your body can start to heal. There's less stress on your nervous system. So all of a sudden you can start to switch it up into that parasympathetic healing state. So this is where it's so important. An analogy that I use for this is when you're a kid and you're lying in bed and you're freaking out because you think there's a monster under your bed, this is how you go, this is the the method you go about to feeling and processing emotions is when you're lying in that bed, you're going, oh man, there's a monster under my bed. You start to get really panicked. You start to get really fearful. You start to pull the covers up right around your eyes so that you don't have to look. And the thing is, the more that you avoid it, 
the bigger that monster gets. So the more that you avoid uh, dealing with that monster, the bigger it gets. The more you avoid feeling that sadness, the bigger it gets. The more you avoid feeling that anger, the bigger it gets. And eventually, the, as these emotions get bigger, typically they'll spill out, they'll, they'll, you'll explode. Like if you've got a lot of anger pent up and you keep, keep holding that in, keep suppressing it, keep suppressing it, eventually it's going to explode. You might have a big blowout at, at someone you really care about, for example, which no one wants. So healing and processing emotions is like being that kid in bed. And it's all about having the courage to look underneath the bed, to shine the light, to shine a, a torch on the monster that's under your bed. Because when you do and you have that courage, it can be scary. It can be a lot of resistance that comes up. But once you do, you can see that it was not as dangerous and scary as what you first thought. And then all of a sudden, you can let it go. You can go back to sleep knowing that you're safe. You can go to sleep knowing that you're okay. So this is the process that I use and that I advocate. And it's it's so, so, so useful and so, so simple. So don't get lost in the simplicity of this. All the most beautiful things in the world are simple. But this is how I process emotions and this is how I teach people how to process emotions is the first step, it's kind of a three-part process. The first step is to get yourself into a really quiet and still place. If you are someone who meditates or uses self-hypnosis, this is a really good practice to do. But get yourself into a really quiet place um, where you're still, where your mind is quiet. Take around five minutes to kind of get into this place. Maybe do some breathing exercises, whatever it might be, whatever works for you. And once you're in that that quiet meditative place, is ask yourself what emotions do I need to invite? What emotions do I need to allow myself to feel? And then you just sit with yourself, and you sit with yourself with the intention of inviting up certain emotions that you haven't allowed yourself to feel. And you might notice this as a tension in your body, like I said before. You might notice there's a tension in your throat, your chest, or your abdomen, some of the most typical places. And what you then do is you just bring your attention to that tension, that that energy, and you actually allow that, uh, that tension to kind of bubble up. You, you might start to feel a bit sad. You might start to feel a bit, uh, I don't know, whatever it might be. There's so many different ways that you can feel. But then you just allow yourself to start feeling you let it bubble up and what will typically happen is you'll feel this energy rise up in your body from these points of tension another way that you can really do this is if you feel tension in your stomach for example is is touch that part of your body and and start to feel it and encourage that to 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 come up to invite it up it's kind of like shining the 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 torch on the the monster that's under your bed and what will typically happen is you might start to experience some emotion you might cry you might have some tears come you might have some breathing and whatever it might be but the thing is this will last for a, a couple minutes max and then once you've done that you kind of start to feel a bit better it's like children when they have a tantrum. They scream and they cry and they allow themselves to feel all the emotions. And then two minutes later, they're back playing. They're happy. And it's the same the same with you is allowing yourself to feel these emotions is going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be new for you. You're going to feel a lot of resistance. But once you actually allow yourself to have a, have a cry, let yourself feel what's going on for you, you're going to feel so much lighter. You're going to feel so much freer. And this is the power of this process. And then lastly, once you've done that process, once you've, once you've felt the emotions, once you've felt them come up, 
is actually focus on creating some feelings of gratitude, appreciation, joy, these kinds of things. If I asked you to feel grateful for something, you can start to feel that in your body, in your in your soul, right? So this is something that's really important is then you can start to flip the switch. So this can be done actively as you can go, all right, I'm just going to go and make this a daily practice where I start to feel things. But the other time you can do it is when emotions arise in your body, in your psyche, in your life day to day. So say something happens at work and you start to feel really stressed, you start to feel really angry, you might start to feel sad, is just allow yourself to feel those feelings. Go and sit in your car and just do the same process. Let those feelings come up because what will happen is they'll bubble up and you'll feel really uncomfortable and awkward. And, oh, this feels nasty. But then the energy will dissolve and you'll start to feel lighter. And the more that you do this, the more easily that you can start to feel and process emotions. But the key thing here is once you are able to feel the emotion at the same energy and frequency that it went into your body, often as kids, once you're able to feel it, the emotional charge loses its energy and all of a sudden your unconscious mind can let it go you can start to move forward with it. So it's like if you were able to experience the fear of walking down that path where you got bitten by a snake, letting all that fear come to the surface and letting it go, you know, you cry because it was so scary. Maybe you feel all this tension in your body and you just let that go as it comes up. Well, then the next time you walk down the path where you got bitten by a snake, you won't feel the same level of stress, anxiety, and concern. So this is the case with with everything is when you can start to feel these these emotions you're going to start to let them out of your body which is going to help you to heal emotionally spiritually but also physically right we know that the body follows the mind and so this is the missing link for so many people the people that are struggling with pain and fatigue and adrenal issues and skin conditions and digestive issues one of the biggest things is they've been through some kind of emotional trauma or traumas in their life and by the way trauma doesn't need to be massive it can be trauma with a little t. But the thing is, they haven't allowed themselves to experience those feelings because they feel too much. But once you can feel them, once you have the courage to start dealing with them, that's when you can start to let go. That's when you can start to really, really uh, transcend a lot of the stuff that's happened to you and start to really create a life that you want. So this brings me to the end of this episode. It's so good to be back here, guys. I'm looking forward to sharing more episodes. Um, and yeah, let me know what you think of this kind of topic. Obviously, it's a little bit different from where we've uh, started out initially. But the thing is, I'm going to start sharing more of this kind of stuff because I love it. It's it's what I love to share. It's what I love to talk about. So you guys are going to have to have to deal with that. Um, but yeah, if you aren't a member of uh, my free Facebook group, make sure you go ahead and, and join that. We've got a, a free Facebook group. It's called the Mind Body Masters Heal Yourself from the Inside Out uh, Facebook group where you can ask me some questions directly, uh, where I post some extra videos and topics on top of what I'm talking about in the podcast and where we generally have just a really good time and, and learning how to heal. So um, make sure you head over to Facebook and check that out. I'll, I'll pop the link in the show notes so you can find it nice and easy. But guys, thank you so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you again on the next episode of the Mind, the Mind Body Masters podcast. All right, guys, talk soon. Thank you for listening to the Mind Body Masters podcast. Now everyone has the ability to heal themselves with the right tools, information and guidance. So if you have someone in your life that needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them so they too can start healing from the inside out. 
Now, if you've liked this episode and you think more people need to hear this message, please give us a great rating on iTunes because it helps more people to actually hear this message and realize the power that they have. Now, if you'd like more information and you'd like to access bonus video content and even have the ability to ask me questions directly, then head on over to my free Facebook group, the Mind Body Masters Heal Yourself from the Inside Out group. Or you can head on over to Instagram and slide into my DMs there. My handle is Jake underscore Curry. All right, guys, thank you so much again for listening and I'll catch you again on the next episode.